like as a fan base like i think some people had some they were upset or they had some anger yes but i think as a fan base we really kind of just were like moved on we were already naming coaches yeah. who we want we were like oh, oh and we can get this we're gonna do this and it's like man Port lane well, had to probably see that <laughs> but well, we were already planning his replacement the funny thing is and this is something i'm still here until wednesday night um, there was a verbal agreement in, 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 in place. And what I think happened was they had him on the hook with a verbal agreement. And when they sent the actual offer, it didn't match what they were offering before. And so that made it an apples to apples comparison with things like family and all that became an even thing that people could look at. And if that happened, he wasn't leaving all this because he has so many advantages over it. The only way Auburn could have gotten him was to offer him the moon, and I think that's what he thought he was getting in the beginning, and that's that it never really materialized. In fact, the specific thing that I heard was that they were going to offer him $12 million a year fully guaranteed, and when he got the actual contract offer, it had a buyout in it, which means it's not all guaranteed, and whenever that happened, it was over. So that kind of a little bit, I had to say, was some part of my assumption that, mm. you know, he he kind of had that going towards like the same thing you were saying that twelve million, and then I I also think maybe that was a verbal discussion, and then when Cohen came back, it wasn't all exactly, and and when he said unless something significantly changes, I think people thought that meant the offer, and essentially I think he that they weren't coming to agreement, and that's what he was kind of mm. referring to, I think. Yeah, um, I think come on, go ahead, come on, guys. Everybody knows that Hugh Freeze was Cohen's first choice, was <laughs> Auburn's first choice. Oh man, you know um, the funny thing is, I talked to Zach at the Locked On Auburn people, and he's like, Hugh really won the press conference. Like, yeah, he'll win every single one of them. Yeah, and then he'll lose wonderful. to Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> He is amazing at talking. Like he, he's very charismatic, very good. Like, like public speaker. You'll buy in. He's really great at that. That's why he's so good at recruiting. It's yeah. just Other things that are not there. <laughs> but the rumor is the hilarious thing, and and I don't know if this is true anymore because I'm hearing conflicting reports. Is they said he could have the job and they hired him, but he has contractually obligated to give up his Twitter account. And if that's true, and you hired somebody to run a hundred million dollar company, but so don't trust today, him with the internet, they said today at the press conference that was not true. They just okay. said it was a rumor. <laughs> yeah, they said. However, that got out. That's not true. Uh, <laughs> that was not a stipulation that was discussed. So they debunked that today at the press conference. <laughs> Absolutely nuts. Absolutely not. Yeah, just what a crazy last few weeks. Like, I mean, as a whole, like this, I think our entire group was literally like right before Thanksgiving, we were talking about other coaches. We were thinking Lane. We were like, if this is it, we'll see you later. I mean, we were literally replacing the guy. Like, who are we going to get? And like, man, whoever heard Luke Fickle was on the move had a really good insight there because. Lo and yeah, that dude, that dude was out on the first thing smoking, wasn't he? Yeah, um, it just wasn't our way. Like some had thought, it was, it was definitely he was on the move, but it wasn't this way. Yeah. So, but yeah, like, what a just a crazy turn of events, like all from that to like 
just that right before the egg bowl, it just completely shifted. And it was like, you just heard this grumblings of like, he said he was staying and everyone's like, wait, okay. And like, there was a lot of talk there. Um, and I'll get you dude's perspective, just curious, but there was a lot of talk at that point where, um, you know, people are saying, oh, he's just trying to get the guys motivated. And I was like, that just seems. Yeah, that ship sailed. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't feel like that's like illegitimate reasoning. Like, that doesn't sound like something that would happen. Like, to just say, hey, I'm going to lie to you. I'm going to get you guys like ready to go to win this game. And I was asking someone who was telling me that. And I was like, why does that make sense to you, though? Because even if he's leaving, what does this win matter to him? This game doesn't yeah. matter. He's leaving either way. So that doesn't make sense. Like, he doesn't need this win. This, this theory does not add up. <laughs> Yeah, any and also anybody that tells you 100%, they're 100% sure that something's going to happen in a coaching search, don't listen to them. Nobody needs to ever get up to 100% because there's always a chance that it goes the other way at the last second. Now, yeah, well, you know, and it was good news with the NIL, and, and it looks mm -hmm. like, you know, our recruits for the most part, I think we just lost out quite on one guy, but I think he was – between us and Clemson anyway. So I think we only saw really one that backed off there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I was supposed to um, interview John Garcia today and we um, I got our wires crossed somehow and nothing really materialized. Um, so later in the week, I'm going to talk to him, but the whole purpose of it is to find out where our recruiting stands um, and what it actually looks like. So we'll see. I think that's Friday, Friday show potentially. Um, tomorrow's show will be all about the extension because Lane did. This finally ended with him signing the extension, so that's cool. Um, and we and we have a pretty good basketball team. It, it, it's not it's not great. It's not Tennessee. It's not like old school Kentucky, uh, but they're pretty good. Miles Burns is one of my favorite players. I mean, that's worn Ole Miss uniforms. I've seen him in five games because he reminds me so much of Jason Smith. Sorry, I had a one of the alerts come in, and it was really loud. So, yeah, um, I watched the uh, game on Sunday. I think I was driving. I was driving back Sunday, and I plugged it into my car, and I was listening to it. And I, you know, hey, like. First loss, we lost to Oklahoma by what, like four points. Like four points. I hate that. Yeah. Like they played a heck of a game, and I know I saw some people were upset there, but I think it, like you know, getting I think is Ruffin still out? Yeah, he's still out. Yeah, so I think once we get him back, and like these, you know, that's a difference maker right there in that four point range. So if we can keep that going, like when we get him back, you know, um. You know, we're, that's going to help us out. And so uh, I'll be interested to see how they do. It uh, looks like a very talented team. Yeah. And if you guys are in Mississippi, north by 20, everybody be safe. Apparently, um, they're going through some things at the moment. Um, so be safe. I guess that includes you too, you Tom as well. Yeah, yeah, we've got some nasty stuff coming later. Yeah, I've seen six reports of tornadoes in Mississippi um, since about six, since in the last two hours. 
including one that's like dangerously close to my mom's house, but not quite there. So, half half dollar size hail. Oh, okay. no. yeah. yeah, yeah. I told somebody at work today. I said that'd be my luck, you know. Finally get through chemo and ready. Freaking tornado take me out. Oh no. But- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, my, um, mom, my mom and dad live right around I-20, like, one of them moved to almost Lauderdale County, and the other one lives in Warren County, so they're about as far away from each other as they can possibly be and be in the same state. (laughs) Um, so if if it's north of I-20, I I think we're going to be okay. If it's south, then then it might, it has a chance to drift over towards my dad who lives outside Meridian. So. My man 12. We going, we pretty going hard on. for hey, that. I want basketball team time. I, 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 oh, I want Spain. Oh, I'm, I I'm want pleasantly surprised. I want Germany. I, like, like I want France. When they got Ruffin that comes back, I think we're, uh, no, no we're going to be good. I think I'm, I'll, and I'll even say it, we we could be a tournament team this year. Yeah, I have a hard time. I, I want to say that, but it is November. Right. Yeah, but last November, like, we lost the first game of the tournament against Marquette, so it would be like losing to Stanford and then, like, losing to Seton Hall or something in the, in the third day. Um, there's, we have a little bit better wins at the moment. We need to beat Memphis Saturday. Um, and the rumor is that Ruffin might show up for that game. He might be there for that game, um, which I'm worried about. Honestly, as well as they've been playing, what do you do with Amari Abram there? Whenever an alpha comes back, like Deshaun Ruffin, I I I I, I don't know because Abram has looked so good. Yeah, Abram's Abram's awesome. Yeah, it it's so good, and. You look at what he's doing out there. Make he, the one thing he's doing is making shots, and there's not many people on our team that can do it. If anybody wants to know why Ole Miss lost to Oklahoma on Saturday, it wasn't anything systemic or anything like that. Ole Miss just lost a basketball game, but there was one four-minute stretch where Abram, Caldwell, and Morrell all went to the bench at the same time, and Ole Miss couldn't score the ball. And Oklahoma went on a 10 nothing run. That that is the reason Ole Miss lost that game. So when Ruffin comes back, there's another score that gets inserted in the lineup. But I guess it was worth a shot to have a team set up like that. But it, it was rough. I mean, you put Abram and all them back in the game, and all of a sudden starts going the other way. And I don't know. I really like the basketball team. Miles Burns is one of my favorite Ole Miss players that has played at Ole Miss in a long time. He reminds me of Jason Smith. And Jason Smith, I really liked in the mid nineties. Like this is Rob Evans basketball era. Um, and I mean, he did a lot of just energy things. He was just a dirty player. Now Jason um, Smith couldn't shoot a free throw to save his life, but he did all the other stuff, and it, that's the reason he couldn't stay off, stay off. They couldn't keep him off the floor.
right. I'll be honest. I have watched games. I have not dug enough into it yet. I got real sidetracked with Lane, and I did not dig into basketball yet. I'm not going to lie. Well, I don't, I don't really blame you there. Um, I got really sidetracked in the – and then, I, and then of course, I got sidetracked in the Auburn meltdown yesterday. And that, that was fun. That, that, that was pretty great. That was that was pretty great. Um, but they're happy now. They got their um, extreme first choice, and the the last three weeks absolutely did not happen. And um, nobody needs to ask them about it because they were on vacation. Let's see. Uh. Hey, God bless the Grove Collective. How are you tonight? Doing great, guys. How are y'all? Pretty good. So great not to have any drama this week. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Back to normal, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just want to talk because, and I'm probably changing the topic, but I have heard right. from several people and I don't know if it's legit or not, that those numbers that the Grove Collective actually reported are not mm-hmm. accurate. I'm just wondering if you what got, do you mean? like, meaning we don't really have $10 million in, in our NIL fund. Well, um, I go off of everything that they reported to Mississippi today. I mean, it, it was reported. I mean, there's no reason for it to not be true. Um, I know that people like to say that and talk about what's going on because they don't believe it's possible. But I mean, this was it was a steady campaign over over about a week and a half. So I, I don't really have any reason to doubt it. At this point. Yeah, that's why I was so confused because it was an obvious gradual climb to that number. And I just don't see any other way that uh, it could have gone uh, other than just a rocket ship up like it did. So, With with corporate sponsors that they're probably going to name over the next um, couple of weeks. So that dollar amount that we heard might not be to the 5,000 people that signed up. It could be on top of what they're doing, and that's the reason the amount jumped. That that that's just my thought. All right. Only other topic I want to bring up is how quiet the Auburn fans were the, before Hugh Freeze mm-hmm. on Ole Miss Twitter. My good, uh, everybody here, if they knew what my mentions looked like and my DMs looked like um, for a week and a half. You, you guys would all just say a silent prayer for me. Because uh, it was a disaster. If I missed questions over and over with you guys, I am sorry. I had no idea it was there. My my mentions and DMs literally looked like the national debt calculator. That's the way it looked. And it. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. But and then it just all stopped. And it was wonderful. Yeah, I think, man, like, when it kind of that turn of the yeah. egg bowl, like, I think they really were said though, it was still happening. And then it just kind of kept going back toward our us and staying. And 
Man, it was a quick turnaround there for Auburn. <laughs> well, if you remember our space last week, just last Tuesday, it was all just populated by Auburn fans. There was like 600 people in here. And like 450 of them were Auburn fans all wanting to talk noise to us. It, it just wasn't good. <laughs> Yeah, they were all convinced Lane was coming. Yeah, and they came. They came here for the meltdown. Yep. The amazing, the amazing thing, and uh, really, really, what was just obvious to me, kind of like Saturday. I don't know if this is Friday night or Saturday night. I can't remember, but it was just the fact that how quiet it was and how like weird it was for a little while. Mm -hmm. And then like Sunday morning rolls around and it was just like nothing had happened. And I think Sunday morning is when I really knew like Lane wasn't leaving for sure mm -hmm. because it was obvious that they were, they were really getting their PR campaign together <laughs> because Lane had already told them no. And they were like, okay, now we got to go hire a PR campaign because we're about to hire Heath. Yeah, yeah. And have y'all have you guys seen um, what AL.com is doing right now? <clears throat> this is ridiculous. There's like 13 stories on their front page, um, sports page, that's slamming basically Hugh Freeze. Yeah, Alti, I think it's his name that used to be here in Mississippi. Yeah, and it was like whoa, a hard time. Including the like sexual assault victim or rape victim at Liberty that Hugh slid into her DMs. Yeah, that stuff's wild, man. I yeah. Just... yeah. Regardless, have a lot. Regardless, of what you think about all of that, it's just a bad look. Yeah. I mean, that was an open lawsuit, and that that woman was suing the school and mm -hmm. that athletic director and for him to jump in her DMs, that's just, that's just a, not only is it wrong in my opinion, but it's just a bad look. So a bit of like, this concerned cause like I've been trying to read on this cause there's like stuff all over Twitter. So in McCall and Hugh Freeze were not implicated at all and the athletic department was not implicated at all in the lawsuit. What happened was when Ian McCall, who was the Baylor, former Baylor AD, when Baylor had their situation, um, when they had the rate, he was the AD there. And when he yeah. came to Liberty, they lashed out, say like, look at what this school's already hiding. And now you're going to hire this guy and bring this guy in. So it was more of a lashing out of the school and everything. And like, so they're not actually implicated in the actual lawsuit. Um, but there is now stemmed from their lawsuit, a federal lawsuit that is fund from the Department of Education that is investigating liberty. Hey, it's still, it's still they, such a bad they they also had that thing like um, was it football focus or something like that talking about candidates to replace Freeze and they put our browse picture up there. It's like, oh. come on, guys, what are y'all doing? But no, you're right. It definitely is a bad look either way. Yeah. It's just yeah. there's so much information out there that like, people are just throwing stuff out there and they're like, this is true. And it's like, well, no, because the lawsuit started before 
like in regard uh Hugh Freeze actually were employed with Liberty it just happened it was just more step forward throughout the years yeah it's, it's one of those things where you just just if, if the person wants to talk let her talk you don't you don't put your name anywhere in this also but like my, my problem with it all is that you know Hugh Freeze was already you know in hot water with his past antics and his past weirdness and so you know it's just it just shows to me it just shows that and I saw this by the way I saw this all when it happened in July um, Mm -hmm. with this DM Um, but it just showed me that he hasn't changed like like at all oh not even a little bit all the all the all the talk about how we should forget you know people should forgive and and let him have the second chance. Well, he just hasn't showed that he's changed. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things. And just, do y'all want to hear my, um, my favorite joke right now about he first. Sure. Yeah. I did have one online. It was like, Hey, Hugh freeze from Auburn is willing to give half of his salary to charity. Yeah. <laughs> and if she's not working, she'll give it to destiny. <laughs> And it was like, oh, yes, that's that's a fantastic joke. That's right up there with my Joe Milton can throw the ball 40 yards if you need him to throw it 40 yards, and he can throw it 40 yards if you need him to throw it 20 yards. Yeah. Well, the, the whole Hugh Freeze thing, like, there's so much stuff going on here. And, like, I've had Auburn people, like, that I know, and we're all in, like, different, like, group chats or whatever, and they're asking questions. And, they're and like, it's just this information, and I'm like, no, that – that was actually not part of our sanctions. We didn't have that. Like we, we did have other things, a lot of them, but that was not one of them. Like, like just some of the stuff that's like just stimming out of all this with, with you and, and dredging back up. Like, I, it's a lot of stuff that's it's out there. And, and I think, you know, as Ole Miss, like, you know, Hugh made that comment today at his presser, but my thought is I'm okay with us distancing ourselves from Hugh because Mm-hmm. why not like thank you we're like moved on we're out here like why not like if he wants to distance fine like well let's distance ourselves there like thank you sir like we're moving to a new way so like i don't see an, like a lot of people are upset about that but i'm like i'm good with it i'm good with distancing ourselves from you like there is yeah. some stuff going there and it's not going to be good for a bit like that's going to be a very hard situation yeah and and what i guess auburn doesn't realize is they just as much as everybody knows about Hugh Freeze, what school do you think knows the most? And, I mean, we're we're completely okay with Hugh Freeze because we got the receipts. And by the way, the biggest rivalry that Hugh Freeze is going to have in the SEC is probably Mississippi State, if we're going to be honest, because there's probably nobody in the world that he wants to beat more than the Bulldogs. Yeah, they cost him seventeen million bucks. Yeah, yeah. Steve Rob, did you see him? Steve Robertson on Twitter is like, like crawfishing backwards. Like, no, 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 he didn't do this. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it sounds like, oh come on, Steve, come on. You cost the man seventeen million dollars. Don't don't try and backtrack. Right. Oh Lord, this is all. See the problem, and I think this is what's happening to me right now is that it's just bringing up all these bad memories mm-hmm. for me. So it's like, it's like, uh, I have PTSD 
And right. so, like, you know, bringing up all this stuff that happened and how, like, crazy everything was and how we made national news and he just embarrassed us in front of everybody. That's 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 probably more of what's happening to me right now, and I just I haven't accepted it yet. No, I think you're right. And I and I think a part of that is true for us. Like there's been a lot dressed up. Like we had to go back to the pine box feeling. Now we gotta go through Hugh Freeze again. Like I think it's for us, like I don't I think we're good to like say, Okay, we're gonna distance ourselves, not a problem anymore. Here you go. Here you go. Yeah. Like, let's go let's just go ahead let's go ahead and get the ghost of Christmas future and let's get this over with. Cause that's what it feels like. We're going through like Ebenezer Scrooge and doing a Christmas Carol. That's what it feels like. Ghost of coaches past. But but also like, how sad of a human being do you have to be? You're not talking about Hugh Freeze right now. How sad of a human being do you have to be to hate another school so much that you will literally dial a bunch of numbers from a government phone? Until you find something that, hey, this is weird. <laughs> Steve, Ro- more of the story is Steve Robertson is a freaking joke. Can't believe people take him seriously. He's on the radio here in, in Jackson, Mississippi, all the time with that very bound stupid ass. I can't stand these people. Well, uh, you're, you're around Jackson, where are you? Stay with Oh, went to high school in Nice, yeah. Well, I have to listen to both of these stupid shows every morning. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he has Steve Robertson on constantly. And that guy, that guy has no credibility in my eyes. He's just a man. So, I mean, you just have to be so petty uh, to do what he did. And oh. uh, all this is kind of back to me now. And it's just amazing. You know, I can remember when Bovine uh, got on his show and said that DK Metcalf wasn't even in the top 10 in the state of Mississippi his senior year. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> That's when it was a DK versus AJ. And we got it. Just a Starkville Oxford thing. No, DK. No, no. Oh, by the way, um, you guys would enjoy this. Um, one of the things with the, I think, Scott Satterfield from South Carolina going to Nebraska, they're looking for an offensive coordinator. And the South Carolina person called me and said, hey, what does you and your fan base think of Phil Longo? And I was like, sit down, brother. We're going to talk. Yeah, I like to call it Yeah, Yeah, I have that conversation all the time with people. I'm like, I don't. It's just not what you think. It's not going to be what you think. You should have told him to look up Dawson Knox's uh, college record. His his stats. Yeah, I just said, hey, Ole Miss went 6-6 and and had DK Metcalf, A.J. Brown, and Dawson Knox. That's all you need to know. Oh, prison, prison. <laughs> well, the the funny thing is, and everybody said, okay, well, nothing about Ole Miss. Tell me what what I need to know about Phil Longo. And I was like, he's lost to Georgia Tech twice at North Carolina, which is a true story. I think he's been, they've lost to him twice in Chapel Hill. 
They have, they have a hard time with the Yellow Jackets, that team that we 42 to nothing. Do we do we think that Georgia Tech um, was told no by Tulane's coach, and that's why they hired their interim? Um, I think that there's a chance that they let the cat out of the bag and there was a championship game this weekend and pissed him off and got the note. Now, I like Brent Key. I think he, I think he completely turned around that program this year. But um, I, I think the Willie Fritz stuff was real and just until you have – people that jump the gun yeah i like the hire i just you know i just was was hearing all the rumors and stuff and was wondering what what people thought willie fritz would have done well there although he's in his mid-60s so can we just talk about the fact that like these leaks i mean we're seeing them everywhere and it's just like Uh, this program's not for everybody they're just coming in like this program's not lane and with the so thing and like just all these crazy leaks that are happening out of nowhere they're like oh no we keep these we keep these iron jets. I'm like, I don't think you do. Like, someone's talking. Like, yeah, good grief. The Auburn leaks this past week was like a hairdryer in our face for three weeks. Everybody was talking. Um, I mean, Wisconsin did it right. Nobody knew about Luke Fickle until he signed the document. We gotta. That's that's some loyalty right there. We gotta figure out. Yeah how to hand how to do that yeah because nobody knew anything was going on until he was it was done and it's like i don't know which one was louder nick saban to texas or lane kiffin to auburn both both of those were the two loudest coaching searches i've ever seen and neither one of them crossed the finish line All right, let's. I want to. I, so I don't know if you guys have already talked about the bowl, but which bowl are we going to? Um, well, I've heard everywhere below the citrus, so starting with the Relia Quest down to the Liberty, with the exception of the Birmingham. So I know that probably doesn't um, help you, but you're looking at maybe the Liberty because of proximity to Oxford, the Music City because of proximity all the way to Duke's Mayo or Relia Quest. Now, I think that Lane staying and everything, like switching over, kind of gives them a little bit of an advantage over the teams in that tier. But, I mean, honestly, South Carolina, over with the wins that they have, deserve to go to Tampa. Mississippi State, because they won the Egg Bowl, probably deserves to go to the Gator. Yeah, I... So you think... I think it's probably going to be Nashville. If it's not Tampa, it's Nashville. I don't. I don't see us going to Liberty Bowl. Well, um, if anybody knows um, Network Red on the Ole Spirit or whatever you know, whatever site he's on now, I, I think he has said Tampa, and he's the bowl guru for whatever reason. I don't know what he does, but he has something to do with the bowls. But he thinks it's Tampa. Well, let me tell you something. Lane Kiffin is a huge draw, mm. and nothing would piss off the the Mississippi State fans more if we end up in Tampa and they win to end up in Jacksonville. Yeah, and remember, um, Tampa is absolutely they 
the Kiffin name is beloved, and that's because of Monty. Yep. I mean, that's the reason we went down there in 2000 is completely because of the Kiffin name. So I wouldn't be surprised if Tampa's like, yeah, we want to, we want them again. Tell them to come on down. And that'd be a pretty good game. That'd be like Illinois. That I mean, that'd be good. Well, and we fill up a stadium. I mean, we really do. We travel well. I I can remember a few years back, Mississippi to the Gator Bowl, and their tickets were selling for three bucks a piece, man. Yeah. Yeah, because there was no interest. There was no, you know, they hardly had anybody show up for the game, so. Well, I remember, gosh, growing up, I remember being at the Liberty Bowl. I remember at the end of, I was at the Independence Bowl in 99, I remember being at all the the when we were at the last Cotton Bowl in the Cotton Bowl, and then we went to Jerry World, like mm-hmm. the first year. So I remember all those like, and we were pretty stacked there. There was a lot of people there. Like we always done a pretty good job when it comes to like traveling and and getting to the bowl games. That's that's the one of the reasons I think if they can help it and make it happen, they won't do Memphis. I think Memphis is pretty much going to be off the table. Um, because we do travel so well, and they want us to go to a bowl city somewhere. We really don't want to go to Memphis. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that—that that at best is a day trip. And Memphis makes no money off of us. The one of the biggest fallacies out there is that the Liberty Bowl wants Ole Miss, and Memphis does not want Ole Miss. No, Memphis hates Ole Miss. Yeah. Um, the Liberty Bowl might want it for just tickets, but they don't necessarily want all this. Nashville, maybe, because people will show up a little bit. But I think someplace like the Duke's Mayo Bowl, I mean, that could be an interesting fit for Ole Miss because we've never been. Where is that one? Charlotte. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. plays, they play where the Panthers play. And then the Music City is in the Titan Stadium, right? Yes. I did see an interesting prediction about the Liberty Bowl, though, that would be kind of neat. It had Ole Miss versus Oklahoma. Yeah, I saw that one. I, I was like, man, we're just going to spend 2022 with Oklahoma, aren't we? <laughs> I'm tired of Oklahoma. I'm sick of them. Except for um, baseball, of course. But Right, but we play hey, too much in every sport. Well, I mean, we might as well get used to it. Because starting what in 2025, it's going to be an every other year occurrence. Speaking of that, did you see who we uh, are rumored to be playing opening the season in 2025? USC? Yes, USC Trojans. That's an interesting draw. In LA. I'm going. I'm going to that. that. And I'm (laughs) talking lower Alabama. Yeah. Hey, and that's a Big Ten team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By that point, they'll be a Big Ten team. The B1G, baby. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, hopefully by next week's space, um, I guess by next week's space, we will know our bowl destination. Um, and we can determine it. And if it's the Relia Quest, I'm planning on going. Um and I'll try – I'll make them turn down media credentials the whole nine yards. If they turn me down, I will be bitching about it over and over again. So, 
I hope they don't turn me down. So. Anyway, let's wrap this up. We're after 30 minutes. Um, God bless. Thank you, man. Um, Tom, thank you. Kara, thank you very much. And everybody, thank you for stopping by and listening to this. We'll put it up on the YouTube channel um, in case you missed it and catch a replay of everything's gone on. Um, for Kara and Tom, um, I'm Stephen Willis, and thank you very much for stopping by. And we'll see you next week. Later. Howdy, Howdy. Howdy. Howdy.